We are Natalie and Matthias. We welcome you to our conversations with B2B ecosystem experts and platform founders. Our goal is to uncover what they learned and help you to launch and scale platforms, marketplaces and business ecosystems. Enjoy! I'm more than happy to welcome my co-host Natalie Dumont Lamborghini. Natalie is our partner and ambassador of the Platform Innovation Kit in France, named top 10 most influential women in digital disruption in 2020 by Analytics Insights, independent board member, startup coach, and investor. And last but not least, CEO and founder of Flying Reno. Uh, where she is paving the way for companies wanting to harness the power of platform business models to drive growth, competitiveness, and value increase. A pleasure to start this exciting journey together with you, Natalie. Thanks, Matthias. Uh, I'm uh, also very pleased. We are at the beginning of this great uh, trend and uh, adventure uh, towards the ecosystem economy. So we've got loads to learn and experiment. And uh, of course, who best uh, to share their learnings than uh, those who have actually successfully implementing platforms already. So it's very exciting. Yes, uh, me too. I'm, 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 again, really pleased to have you and co-hosting this uh, show and this podcast together with you. And um, I'm also looking really forward to talk to all those experts and entrepreneurs and learn more about their success stories. And um, yeah, let's go into our first conversation today. Um, in today's episode, we welcome Lars Schade. He is Managing Director of the Mercateo Group. And Mercateo is Europe's leading B2B procurement platform and founded 20 years ago in, 20, in, in, the, in the year of 2000. In Germany, so I'm really proud of that. So headquartered in, in Munich. Currently, they have about 500 employees, offices in 14 countries in Europe, and uh, finished the year of 2019 with a revenue about 320 million. Talking about the platform itself, um, I looked up the latest numbers yesterday, and they stated they have about 224 million products listed on the marketplace. They have currently about 1.5 million buyers using this marketplace and about 16,000 sellers and with over 3,000 new customers today. So welcome, Lars, and uh, happy to have you in our podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um, before we go into the details about your success stories and learn more about Mercateo, yeah. maybe you can give a yeah. quick intro about yourself. What is your job, your role, your responsibility? Yeah. When do you join yeah. Mercateo? So give the people a little bit more about your personal story and the personal link to Mercateo. Yes, my name is Lars and I joined Mercateo 20 years ago, or almost right from the beginning. Uh, it was founded in also into at the beginning from 2000 and I joined it then, I think it was April um, 2000. And yeah, it was quite of an interesting time, of course. You had a uh, dot-com startup uh, thing around 2099, 2000 in, in Europe and it was always, already crashed <laughs> in the state uh, states at, at that time. And um, yeah, I'm responsible um, at Mercateo for the whole supply side. So for Mercateo suppliers and also Unite suppliers, we come to that later, I think. Yeah. And um, yes, we have an international team to, to, to care about all the suppliers. Um, of course, the main main team is in Germany. This is where we come from. And um, yeah, you, you named some numbers. Those were the numbers from, from Germany. If you, if you look at, at the article numbers we have, um, around Europe, um, also with our closed platform or network platform, we are about uh, more than 400 million products we um, have on, on our platform. And yes, well, that's it, actually. <laughs> well, this is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, so um, maybe you can talk also a little bit about the 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 roadmap you went through, so the the, the road you um, you you went through from from let's say zero to today. Yeah. So, what are from your perspective major milestone you achieved, and uh, yeah. maybe also some yeah. obstacles you have you, you needed to overcome to become the successful marketplace as you as they are today. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a long way. Just it's twenty years. Um, not many from that time are still alive. So, um, how many times do we have? No, <laughs> just, just <laughs> no. Yes. Um, well, we started in 2000 also, um, already as a BD, 
B2B platform. We always have been a B2B platform and we concentrated only on B2B. And we didn't change it at any time and we won't change it in the future. Um, but when we started, we, we, don't, we, we had not that marketplace. We, we have it right now. So we, we had um, different B2B relevant areas. We had that um, uh, product uh, selling platform, of course, we have right now. Then we had RFQs. Uh, we had uh, notice boards and we had a... Uh, yeah, B2B relevant informations. We had partner for that, but so all around, which is good for B2B customers, and we concentrate on small and medium-sized customers at that time. And okay, when the one of the first things was, of course, the crash in uh, in in two thousand, the startup crash. And um, well, we came through this with um, with a partner to at that time, which was Eon, that energy uh, company, mm-hmm. uh, I think, well known in each country. And then we had a, a management buyout at the end of 2003 and we um, get in some uh, um, venture capitalists. So at that time, it was the beginning of 2004, um, there was money for that. Yeah. For two, three years, the money was all gone because of the crash, of course. And um, I think one really interesting thing is in 2000, um, we, we started with Google marketing yeah. and uh, we, we had our shop with, uh, I think it was three main product categories. It was hard and software office products and um, uh, office, yeah, well, office supplies and, and office equipment. And um, yes. And, and then at that time we, we started Google marketing. I think we, we, at that time we were the, the first one who did it in a professional way in Germany. Um, there are a lot of funny stories uh, about that when, we, we started Google marketing and then something went wrong. Uh, at that time, Google was 10 people in Germany in, in Hamburg. Okay. And then you, ha- you, you called the office in Hamburg and they said, well, we can't do anything. You have to wait until the sun raises <laughs> in California. And, and the business day was gone at that day. And it, it, it really worked from the beginning. And um, so we did uh, Google advertising and search um, engine optimization. And this, is, this was the basis for our growth in the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, we really just growed with Google. And um, when we made that management by, by our two, at the end of 2003, beginning 2004, um, we just concentrate on our marketplace, on that um, product relevant um, uh, category. So no RFQs, notice boards and everything. We um, During that time, we also had different um, um, business units, like we had e-commerce solutions, mainly for, for Eon. Yeah. And um, yeah, um, yeah. Looking at your 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 start, um, people always when they talk about platforms want to learn about how can I solve the chicken and egg problem. So because I need a lot of buyers and sellers on my marketplace to start. And when you look at the yeah. at Amazon, for example, they started as a as a let's say as a one sided business with selling eBooks to yeah. grow their customer base, and then they open up into a marketplace. How? Have you started your marketplace business and how have you solved the chicken egg problem? Yes. Well, at the beginning, we, we had that, that full range, like that RFQs and, and, and also that yeah marketplace. I think there's no clear definition. We, we say it's a marketplace, but what really is a marketplace? What is a platform network and everything? We, I think we come to that, that later. But um, we now say it's a marketplace. At the beginning, it was more a shop because we had one suppl- supplier per category and they did drop shipment with our delivery note. And um, for the customers, we, we were the retailer. This is what we still are, but our understanding is more uh, a marketplace or becomes a marketplace because now in Germany, we have about 700 um, suppliers and uh, also more suppliers for one product. Mm-hmm. And But they all what they all do is drop shipment and Mercateo delivery notes. So if it comes to the customer, he sees... Well, the retailer actually is Mercateo. This is not our self-understanding, but we are legally um, 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 uh, a retailer at that moment. But to, so we, we didn't have that pro, pro, really problem to, to, to the chicken egg thing. Uh, well, well, we had mm-hmm. not on the supply side. We had some because it was 2000. Everybody says, okay, it's something new. Let's try it. So we had really good suppliers at that time. Say, okay, we will invest in that and see what happens. And um, it happened nothing in 2000 and 2001. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the chicken egg thing was uh, okay. We 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 had the idea of the suppliers and our idea, but we didn't have the customers. And we we start to begin to get the customer with Google. Yeah. But you only had the chance from beginning two thousand because before there were no AdWords. Yeah. Nobody. Well, Google was quite well known at that moment. But nobody thought about product search. Actually, um, uh, it's very interesting that you're mentioning that legally you're... So I'm I'm jumping to kind of another topic uh, uh, now, which um, is governance. Uh, You you mentioned that legally you are a retailer. How do you handle responsibility Mm. and trust and governance over all of the quality of uh, of the... Mm the service that you're rendering, but also the products maybe. Yes. Yes. This is, there isn't, so we decide who becomes our supplier. So who comes on Mercateo? There's no self-service. So not every um, retailer from the market can get on the platform. Yeah. Um, well, there is, there, there is a formula. You can ask us, I want to become the supplier from Mercateo and we will decide, well, is, is he good good enough for our process? Is he good enough for our customers? Can he do, has he relevant products uh, and, and the right products, of course? Uh, are they legally correct? Uh, this is what we, of course, all prove. Um, yes, so we, we decide and it's not open. So in several categories, they, they are, well, it's not close. We, are, we have a, a good assortment. We have good supplies and we don't need more. Mm-hmm. And this comes, we come later to that. So this is, we, we are the intermediary um, in that case. So we decide the rules. This is like, like Amazon, uh, who is the vendor of Amazon. And also Amazon decides who becomes on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they, they are also intermediary. So like we are at Mercateo, we have several suppliers, but we, we can decide uh, who we want to have on the platform eBay, Amazon, okay, Rakuten, just gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, actually, they also decide, but at the first, you can just self-onboard yourself, and, and afterwards, they decide if, if you don't act correct, they remove you from the platform. But this is, we don't have that. We decide before. And, and that's, so that's uh, from uh, uh, the supplier side to uh, the demand side. And the other way around, do you also take some responsibility maybe for the payments, making sure that the customers yes. actually pay uh, the, the, the products uh, that are involved. Yeah, yes, we have the risk management. We have an own customer service. Um, at the beginning, it started, I think, at 7 and, and, and to, to, to um, uh, 8 p.m., um, so which you can reach as a customer personally. And now we have the business times. It's, it's starting at 8 to, to uh, I think, 6 p.m. So... We, we do all, uh, um, actually, we do everything a retailer does, uh, all, the, all the processes, but not logistics. Mm-hmm. So the returns go directly to the supplier. Yeah, we have contracts for all, uh, for all of that. And, um, and, of course, it's very interesting for the customer because the, the smaller ones, they just have one-stop shop. And the other ones, they say, okay, I have a lot of products in one process, one creditor, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one interface, and what we did from right from the beginning when we started to 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 raise the assortment on the platform, yeah, we had three product categories. I, I don't know how many it's now. We, we almost have everything: tools, car parts, um, parts for for laboratory, um, and um, so. Um, so so you so you mentioned that, um, or it sounds like that in a B two B business, this kind of service and curation of suppliers, curation of uh, products, and the, the the service you provide to your customers is absolutely necessary to 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 build up a a, a successful marketplace. Oh, yes. In the way we, we, we did, I think, from the beginning. This is what we know afterwards, of course. Yeah? And, um, but what we did is we concentrated on, on the long tail. So if you have the curve of the indirect spend, yeah, if, you, if you look at the left side, you have that high volume and with, with a few suppliers, and then you have a large amount of, of products which you need only once a year. And so you have millions of products with very, very uh, um, uh, low, low uh, revenue. Yeah. So this is what we concentrate on. We say we have all the products in one process 
You need only one creditor. You get everything. You don't get the best price. We have no individual pricing. So everybody pays the same price. Like we have one of our larger customers, RWE. Um, and they say maybe they have, or we have customers uh, with 100 orders a day in the long tail. They say pay the same price uh, than, than uh, a lorry who, who purchases once a year. Yeah. So this is what, what we concentrated on the long tail. This sounds that the, the customers are more focusing so on not on the lowest price, but on the convenience. So if they have a convenient procurement process and it helps them to save time or manual effort, whatever, this is more valuable than really saving one, two, three cents or euro per product. Mm -hmm. And secure, I suppose. Yes. Convenience and yes. security. So, so yeah, it's not only convenient, for the smaller one, but the main thing is, um, and this is what we concentrated on, is the, the professional purchasing, professional purchasing departments, and they are looking on the processing costs. No. So um, they they have contract suppliers, and this is what, what we believe in B2B, by the way, is that you have strong relation, one-to-one -one relationships, which is uh, regarding, of course, prices, individual pricing, um, services and um, consulting product advices. This is what you have in B2B. You, you actually, you, maybe product advice is also B2C, but it's not, not in that number because you have a large, larger num uh, uh, um, uh, large number um, of products you don't have in B2C car parts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, um, and also tools, there's a large amount of tools you don't need at home. So, and, and then very special ones. So, um, and then this is why you have, we, or we, what we, this is what we do believe is that you have that one-to-one -one relationships. And this is uh, why we have, uh, when we come to Unite is that we manage those one-to-one -one connections. And at the end we have the long tail, nobody wants to care about. So the large number for this is like, if you, if you see, uh, um, larger uh, companies and they, they have a market, say the ducks 30s. Yeah. They maybe have in the indirect um, 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 spend um, regarding uh, that uh, the, um, catalog uh, catalog articles, not services. There's also cleaning services, also indirect spend, but regarding catalog articles. So um, they have maybe around 100 contract suppliers within their SAP they have more than 2,000 suppliers where they have that one, one purchasing, that um, um, spot buy, what you call spot buy. You, you purchase it once a year. Yeah. It's uh, pink copy paper. Well, when do you need this? Maybe maybe once a year. And um, so, and for this, you need a supplier. You have a creditor, you have an invoice, And you all get this with paper. You have to um, manage the creditor uh, manual in your SAP. And this is what Mercateo stands for. This Mercateo said, this is large amount suppliers, one creditor, and you know what you want. Don't ask for the price. Uh, no product advice. Uh, pink copy paper. You get it, and you get it with an interface to SAP. And um, um, without that, you have processing costs about around 100 euros. And now it's... it's uh, far away from 10. So it's maybe five, six, seven euros, the processing cost. So you don't have to look at the price of um, pink copy paper if it's five euros 50 or if it's 15 euros 50. So this is where, where, um, what we believe in. This is Macateo, the tail end spend. And on the other side, you have um, that one-to-one -one connections. So um, when we look at the market, what, what we also see that... Um, maybe the biggest well-known marketplace here in Europe is Amazon. And mm -hmm. they are also well-known about their service they provide to their customers. Of course, also the, the big variety of the portfolio of products, etc. So, And they are now entering also this B2B area and this B2B field. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you see Mercateo positioned against mm -hmm. this Amazon B2B business and entering this. Um, so you are there for 20 years, but Amazon is a strong brand, a strong name, also a lot of 
uh, experience uh, also with, together with their logistics uh, they are building up. So how do you see yourself positioned against them? Mm-hmm. And if I can complement the question also, um, you know, how do you see your USP against players like Metro mm-hmm. who are more coming not from the digital side but more from the supplier side and who are getting digitalized? Yeah, so yeah, it's kind yeah. of both uh, yes. <laughs> kind of competitors. Um, well, what I think is Amazon business, they, they come out of their thinking from where Amazon comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they focus, of course, of the customer, but what they do is they focus only the customer. Actually, they don't focus on the supply side. Um, so, and this is what they, they seem to do also in Amazon business. Yes, they, and they come really from more from it's convenient. It's, as you know, as a private person, it will be for you in Amazon business. And of course, they start of, with interfaces and everything, but that, this is where they start only with the really large companies, what, what we see at the moment, some medium-sized companies too. And, um, but what they think is they, they still want to be the intermediary. So um, this is, and this is where we, of course, in a competitive position with the Amazon marketplace with our Mercateo. And this is why we concentrate on Unite and design it as a network and not as a marketplace. So as a network, you have to look at both sides, supply side and customer side. It's not well balanced because it's, well, it's the internet, it's transparency. It's not what all of the suppliers like. They really enjoy to, 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 to take the time machine back into the 90s, but they accept it in 2020. Well, it will not go. So the inter- we still will have the internet for the next years. And so, but it's maybe you, it's, it's not, not totally balanced, but you, you have to look at it. You, you cannot focus in the network. A network will only works if there are a lot of users on both sides, especially a B2B network. And um, if you only focus on the customers like Amazon does or also eBay, um, um, then um, it, it, it won't work with the network. So you won't um, come into scaling network processes. There won't be a supplier who says his customers, please buy my articles on Amazon business. Um, so, and what Amazon is for the suppliers, it's, and, and like Mercateo, um, the, the marketplace, it's in sales channel. Mm-hmm. Yes, you get revenue, but not with your customers. It's the customer of the platform, of, of the marketplace. And they decide the change of the rules, and they change the rules, and um, it's not your customer. You can almost cannot influence if he buys one once a product at your marketplace shop um, that he did it the next time too, because you don't know how is the search engine, how does the search engine work. So you have to do Amazon search engine marketing at, at the end, and um, but you cannot influence it. And and the intermediary is it's the customer of the marketplace. Also at Mercate, it's our customer. We decide what happens with the customer. We decide how is our search result looking like. Uh, we decide what data do you have to uh, um, to leave. To, to bring, but unite as a network, you have to look well. What's good for both sides? And um, you mentioned yeah. m- multiple times now the this Mercateo Unite. So um, maybe you can give the listeners of this podcast a quick intro and overview. What is Mercateo? Let's say marketplace and market uh, Mercateo Unite because mm. it's, I think it's not hundred percent clear for the listeners right now. So yeah. just to yeah okay yeah well we we designed it as a, as a really neutral infrastructure a structure or platform just to to digitize the transactions between customers and suppliers and that in a really easy way so really to keep it simple to do it like 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 a click so like we when we connect well it's not really b2b network but it's it's a network like linkedin or xing so um i connect you via xing or linkedin and you see well this is last connected me i see him yes i know him and then i say okay and then I can see your telephone number or whatever, communication data. And this is what our thinking is, Unite. Um, the customer says, well, I, uh, I want to buy the products or get to get connected to this supplier. Uh, actually, I know this supplier. So, and then I ask him to, to, to uh, connect via, via Unite. And he sees, oh, well, this is a customer for me or it's a new customer. And I say, well, this is, oh, that's okay. And you, you can get connected. 
So I confirm the, the question, and then you can see the products and the prices. Well, I can do this also as a supplier automatically, so that you can directly get connected to me and see the products and the prices. But I can also say, no, I, I first want to confirm it, because B2B you say, well, no, that's not my my target group. I, I actually I don't want to buy this. And then it's de um, um, designed as, as uh, the network, and that's a network idea that we motivate the customers to bring the suppliers on the platform. This is what they all already did in with class, classic e-procurement platforms. I decide which is my purchasing platform, and I tell you as my contract supplier, come on this platform. And you, and as a supplier, you say, whoa, whoa, it's uh, Deutsche Bahn. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I will go on that platform. Um, otherwise, in direct spend, there are many other suppliers you can purchase um, with the same service and same prices. So you will go on that platform. So motivation comes. But if, if it's not an A or B customer for you on the supply side, and he says, go on that platform, and the supplier says, well, that's too much effort for me. I won't go on that platform. You can buy the products at, at another place. So... So, the, so this Unite plays a critical role for you as an infrastructure where you say you have on the one on, on, on one layer the uh, the marketplace where the people can purchase the product and, and see the, the, the portfolio of products. And then on an infrastructure layer, you help them to connect easily, so to connect also to systems yeah. so that they can, using maybe their SAP system or whatever, their their their. their existing IT infrastructure to easily connect to your Mercateo marketplace and upload maybe product informations or directly order from the marketplace. Yeah, order from the marketplace. And also you can uh, get connected because Unite and, and the marketplace is it's, it's, it's just connected. You can get as a Mercateo customer, if, if you're not um, lucky with the prices or services we, we can um, can deliver, so we cannot deliver this product in, in, in one day, um, maybe you can choose a, you, you, your supplier and you decide, well, I want you on that platform. And this is easily, if you have an interface to Mercateo, it's just per click, you get the supplier in your own view, yeah, and the process is directly digitized. So in, in your SAP, you put the um, product in the basket, you export the basket in SAP, you say order, it goes back and we um, forward this to the supplier. And um, so it's a kind of plug and play infrastructure. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, you can say, it. yeah, it's really just... Um, uh, get connected like like a click um, uh, with the click, and on the this other is, side, maybe just one second. We also this is well actually that's not unusual that the customer says I use this platform, go on that platform, yeah. And yeah. it's quite easy if, if you, for for um, the larger suppliers you have, but if you have a supplier, we say you may only a few, not a few euros, but maybe a few thousand euros a year. Um, The supplier says, "No, I won't join this platform. It's too much effort for me. Yeah, you have to make more than ten thousand euro revenue with me because uh, the effort is, say, five thousand euros for me to get connected to that platform." And so you have between the contract suppliers and the tail end spend, there's a large amount of suppliers. You have an actually you have a one to one connection, but it's not easy to manage it in a digital way because you need inf interfaces, and and they will cost a bit. So you don't make interfaces with 2,000 creditors in your system. But if you have relevant suppliers, you say, okay, I choose this, this, this one, and um, one click, I have them in, in, uh, in my digitized process. So, And this is that easy that we can also motivate the suppliers to bring their customers. So we have suppliers that... You have a, a customer says, okay, I, I, I want to have an in interface with you or some B2B relevant um, 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 purchasing features like multi-user or something. And he does not have it in his shop. And you say, okay, you do it via Unite. You have every, every feature. You have an um, interface. Um, just click my name or my logo. And then you have my, my product data within um, your system. And um, so this is also what we Can see. I? Yeah, Natalie. <laughs> Sorry, Matthias. Yes, I, um, I think it's very uh, interesting how you've illustrated the importance of uh, balancing Uh, the value for uh, both purchasers mm -hmm. and suppliers. Uh, in fact, uh, we always say that, you know, we're talking about an, eco an ecosystem. So if 
one part of the ecosystem uh, isn't finding value, then they will leave the ecosystem and then, you know, the whole ecosystem falls down. Um, And there's another uh, party which uh, I've seen on your website you haven't mentioned yet, but uh, uh, I'd like to ask you about it's the partners. So often, uh, you know, uh, there's different roles in the in the platform. There's uh, the user or the purchaser in this case, the supplier, and then the partners who add value to uh, the platform or to the users or to the producers, whoever. Can you just say a few words, maybe on on what how you see the role of those partners? Um, well, in the main meaning of our partners, or at, at the moment we, we, we focus on, are different e-procurement systems. We have our own. So the Mercatee Marketplace has also e-procurement functionalities. So RWE uses this. And um, some other large amounts are in a lot of medium-sized companies. And um, But, of course, there are a large amount of e-procurement systems in the market. We and we are in in, in, uh, in the competition with them, but that's the normal thing. But um, we to those procurement systems, they have no solutions for the tail end spend for that spot market thing. They only have a solution for the contract suppliers, which are only a few. Larger um, uh, companies, it's about 100. Medium-sized, it's 5 to 50 maybe. Yeah, it depends on, well, medium-sized companies in Germany, it's a really wide range from... 500 uh, employees to 5,000 or, or even larger. If you ask Miele, uh, it's it's family-owned company. They say we are a medium-sized um, company. They have 17,000 <laughs> employees. And by the way, also a customer of um, of, of Macateo. And um, so um, we we don't see them in that way as a competitor. So we have that 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 tail end spend and also not only the the really tail end which is Mercateo and or or Amazon they are e procurement system they have connection to Amazon business of course Um, but you have the contract suppliers you have the tail end spend and in between there's a large amount interesting suppliers you want to have one-to-one connection but the effort on both sides is too high to get it digitized so you can we have an API to um um to the e-procurement, say SAP Ariba, Bineering, and Integra. At the moment, we have contracts with with a lot more. We have to um, on both sides to 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 make uh, to to to, uh, yeah, to make it happen <laughs> uh, that it works for the customers. And so the contract suppliers are within SAP Ariba, and then they have a connection to Unite. The cus- Ariba customer can say, "Okay, I want to have the products from this 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 supplier, also from the Macateo marketplace, being copy paper, and." Um, then they get it in their SAP Ariba, in their look and feel. And um, so this is where we say, well, the network can use the customer wherever he is. And if he uses Mercateo as a procurement system, he also can um, take part for uh, at the Unite Network. And if he uses SAP Ariba, Bineering, whatever, if they have an API to, to Mercateo, then he can also use the network. So this, this is where we are. Um, totally open. And uh, you also mentioned at the beginning about network effects. And this is uh, something which is really, really important for platforms to scale. Um, uh, (laughs) How have you unlocked uh, network effects on your platform and how do you see, uh, how do you kind of nurture them today? So what are the kind of mechanics you have in place to really, yeah, yeah, nurture those kind of network effects, uh, uh, put them in place and, and yeah, and, and make them grow. Yeah. Well, it's, um, well, we are, we are at the beginning. We have them and we have good numbers so that we say it's, it, it, it's fine, fine for the beginning, but it, to, to start it, this, this is what, what we see is um, B2B is, is a bit slower <laughs> uh, than B2C. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's, it, it was a hard way to go and we are on a, on a good way. We have uh, good feedback from the market. We have that networks effect that we have suppliers who bring the customers on Unite, different motivations. Some do to manage their C customers. I, I, I still want to be connected to my C customers, of course, but in an easy way. So they say, C customers, please go to Mercateo, use my, what we call business shop. So on, on your night, you have your own shop and shop. It's like a marketplace shop on eBay or uh, on Amazon. It's maybe a bit more um, 
yeah, you see who is the supplier, you see the logo contact data, which is what 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 is uh, the, the the special thing of the uh, thing of uh, the supplier, and so of course we have um, uh, on the um, customer side they invite via unite the suppliers and different things we have on the supply side we have some suppliers they um, don't have a shop it's smaller or medium sized manufacturers for spare parts spare parts. And they link on their website to say, my shop is a business shop on Unite. So they bring their customers to Unite. We have, we um, trained sales teams from our suppliers who say, okay, if there are um, special points on the customer side, we cannot solve, but maybe Unite can then say, give him the link to our business shop that he get connected via Unite to us. So, um, and he can also invite via Unite, send the customer link here is the link to my business shop. And this is what happens at the moment. So we get those customers from the suppliers, not in that amount that we really want to. Because it's, well, it's, it's for many suppliers, uh, it's, it's a high hurdle yeah, to, to tell their own employees to bring their customers on another platform. And, and, and why is this the case? So, I, as I understood, is that you created this Mercateo Unite as a plug-and-play infrastructure so they can easily mm -hmm. connect. At the end, it will ensure that the process costs are lower so that the seller has a big advantage to use your your, your shop. They have this uh, reach, this uh, reach to the mm -hmm. customer base, etc. And at the same time, they save a lot of money or save on the process costs and that's their main benefit and reason maybe also to convince more and more customers to join Mercatea because at the end it will help them to save more and more process costs. So yes, it's not on the supply side. It's not mainly the process costs. It's on the main thing on the customer side is the process costs, not on the supply side. Say if they have a good shop, then they can, and I also can do in, in, in SAP integration or via OCI or whatever. Um, well, it's at, at least it's the same processing cost by Unite as its own shop. Most of them don't have that possibility to do this. And that's the main thing. They are not able, the largest suppliers in the market, they can do everything in digitalization with the customers because they are forced via Siemens, Volkswagen, whatever. They forced them to do everything in a digitalized way, but not the smaller ones. So they can perform on the other side, product advice services in the same way as the larger suppliers, but they don't have digitalization competence. So um, this is where they can go to the customer and say, if you want digitized processes, I cannot do this for you, but I have a solution and this is a platform. So then, end, so then at the end, you are not only a kind of a marketplace and shop, whatever, but also a kind of a, we have used small sellers to digitally transform your business and we help you to do this in a very efficient and maybe cheaper way than uh, if you would invest a lot of money by yourself. Yes. Yes. It's an, and of course, the market pressure is to use platforms, to use a platform where you have several suppliers, several products, And um, actually, it's not only products, it comes with, with the suppliers, but several suppliers. It's a, a, a multi-supplier platform. This is a clear trend in, in, in B2B on the customer side. And this is what you cannot solve with your own shop anyway. So, but if you, in B2B, if a customer, if you have a good connection, maybe he say, okay, I won't purchase at your shop anymore because you don't have those processes, B2B uh, purchasing features like multi-user, um, whatever, um, I will go to Amazon Business. This is actually what the normal customer does not say. They are still gone. They are just gone. So you have the, the, the suppliers have to change their mind to, to find out more from the customers, not they are, that they are buying tools, that they give them product advice to buy the right tool, but how does he purchase tomorrow? And then... I have to say, okay, tomorrow the way is you want to use a platform. Uh, maybe if you use Mercateo Unite, it's better for me than Amazon Business. If you use Amazon Business, so I try him to use the best platform for me as a supplier. Yeah. And this is why he motivated to bring the customer to Unite. 
I, I don't know any supplier who is motivated to bring his own customers to Amazon Business or, or eBay or, or what, what, whatever platform. Because this is what I mean with, with the balance. He, is, he has the same process, at least the same processing cost. For, for many, it's maybe cheaper to use Unite um, as, as for, also for the process. Um, but, well, he has, of course, it's a, it has a neutral platform. Yes, we have on the Marketeer Marketplace, which is Inherent Unite, of course. We, we sell probably the same products, but at a quite high level in B2B. We are not the cheapest, far away from the cheapest. This is what you never want to be when, when, when you're talking about tailor and spend. You cannot be the cheapest with 24 million products. So, um, so this is what, 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 what I think the main is. Of course, it's, it's, it's a, that new, new, neutral. We are neutral. It's, 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 it's trust. We have really a good, they have a personal um, um, uh, contact uh, with, uh, with McAtee Unite uh, in, in my team. And um, yes, I, I think that's, that's one of the main things. Um, but it's still a hurdle for them, of course. Yeah. The most medium-sized to bring a customer, it's all, his own customer, to another platform. Even if you say, well, it's a better platform than Amazon Business or whatever platform. Yeah? Uh, I, I don't want to, 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 um, to, to, to bash too much to Amazon. But, um, well, and this is what we say Unite for him is it's in, in sales instrument. It's not a sales channel. You can use Amazon Business. They bring the customer, like Mercateo Marketplace. It's, it's, it's just revenue it's nice yeah and you say well it's worth 50 percent 15 percent maybe yeah mm -hmm. so um to bring your own customer on you don't bring your customer in that sage channel you have to use it as a sales instrument integrated to your sales strategy yeah because my my sales team has to know how more about the customer in in the mm -hmm. near future they, they 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 have to find out Yeah, and this is this is exactly so. In, in in B2B business, it's all about trust and building relationships. And I have this relationship built over the time. And now, if I convince them to go to a marketplace there, so maybe I lose this relationship, etc. So it looks like that your sales team, so Mercateo sales team, or they let it is a customer team, uh, when they talk to those suppliers, they have to do a very very good job to kind of convince him and work together with them to 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 say, hey, this brings to you a clear advantage uh, instead of losing a deep yes. relationship they have built over the time. So yeah, it's a hard job at the moment <laughs> in the most cases, in the most cases. <laughs> and it seems that uh, this trust element is, is very important and, and maybe even more because if you're, if you know, the suppliers or the customers are influencing the other party to come onto the platform, there's also some kind of, Uh, responsibility uh, that they are taking to onboard yeah. uh, or push uh, their counterparts to join the platform. And so the same question as I asked you about uh, the marketplace, maybe on Unite, how do you handle this whole, uh, what I call governance, but within governance, I put trust and responsibility and, and uh, you know, this whole topic of trust and responsibility. Yeah, I think it's, Well, it helps us that we are on the market for 20 years now. We have to several suppliers really long relationships. On, of course, Macateo comes from Macateo, and a large number of suppliers are also on Unite because they say, well, what you do, we have a good feeling. If we try it with you, it's still, it, well, it's, it's not a network from the beginning, of course. It's a chicken egg thing. And, but we will try it because we trust you. And this is, we trust. We have um, uh, um, good connections. It's, it's, it's a five-person um, tools retailer in, um, say, near Berlin. And we are also uh, in good connections with Conrad, who has his own, uh, tries to establish his own B2B marketplace, by the way. We have no problem with that. Yeah? It's more a vertical and not really horizontal, but... Um, so from re really um, smaller ones to the really big ones, yeah, and and this is and this is for years. But we still, of course, when we, we come to new suppliers who who, who heard of Mercateo, well, you, and then they say, well, you sell the same products, you must be evil. Um, 
well, it takes a bit more <laughs> discussion um, to tell them what what is what is it about unite? It's for the existence connections. It's, it's not a problem. But this is what we see: is the more and more users on the customer side we have, of course, you you the, the supplier look more on the platform. Oh, well, what does that do? I have to deal with this. And um, if you look at Mercateo, where we sell the products, yeah, we have, we have uh, certain manufacturers. If you go to the product detail page where you can buy the product from Makateo, you will see in that article description, so if you are a power user of, of, of this manufacturer, so you need uh, services, product advices, maybe you purchase more than only one piece, you need individual conditions, you can just sign up here and get connected to directly to, to the uh, manufacturer or retailer of the manufacturer depends on how, how the manufacturer deals in the market. So some go direct to the customer, many not. So this is what we do on our Mercateo platform. I, I think this is really trustful too. We say we really want, we have Mercateo customers, but we want them to be in the network. Of course, we we are not, we have that, not that, that red cross on, 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 our, on our shirt, but... Um, because we get a stickiness to the platform, of course. If they find their suppliers on our platform managed in a good way, they won't change the platform. They won't pay. Uh, they won't buy pink copy paper paper and at any other place because they we don't care about pink copy paper. But we have our uh, not only on our contract suppliers, but all the other relevant ones we have now in the digitized process. And this is what more and more suppliers see, but still a hard way to go. But um, we see that the network is growing. We see that the suppliers bring their customers. And, of course, uh, the customers, vice versa, that's what you have on other platforms too, of course, that you say, well, I'm... I'm um, uh, 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 but that's what we see also is that, um, sorry, um, that some customers say they cannot bring the suppliers on that platform because the purchasing volume is too low. And then they say, well, go to Unite, then you have other customers too. And if I have it on Unite, then I um, um, bring. And this is what we call the customer pings the supplier. And then we go to the supplier. Well, this customer wants you on the platform. And then you see that the supplier says, well, this is too small one still for you, Unite. I won't get on Unite. And then you get the second ping from another customer. It was just a, a couple of weeks ago. And then the supplier said, well, that's the second customer. Maybe there comes the third, fourth, fifth one. Okay, I will go on the platform. This, this is this is this so, is this and, uh, principle of cross-site network effects. On the one hand side, the sellers are acquiring yes. the customers, but on the other side, also the customer acquires the the the, buyer, uh, the sellers. Um, so as our so we a lot of great insights you gave a lot of, and a lot of points we touched about how to build up a successful business and and as you also mentioned over the time you have to build up trust and it's it's especially in B two B. Um, but our our uh, podcast is also called Platforms for Future. So we also want to talk about sustainability. Yeah. And um, we hear this yes. all over the place, as maybe more before COVID-19 happened. But uh, there was there's a huge debate and a huge movement in the world right now to uh, fight against those climate change and to, 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 to focus on CO2 neutrality, etc., How does it also play a role in your B2B marketplace business right now? Yeah, uh, of course, this uh, topic becomes more and more relevant. And we see it from, from um, especially public customers and uh, larger companies. Mm -hmm. On Mercateo, we started with special search filters, like special criteria, FSC certification, which is an industry standard. But or in Germany, we have that Blauer Engel. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's not international. I think it's a special label. Um, for, for uh, sustainable products, and um, and what we we plan to do is not only on Mercateo but on Unite that the customer can choose that he can make filters that he can say okay I don't just want to have suppliers with this criteria they are FSC FSC certificate they are um, they they signed a well corporate social responsibility contract whatever um, I think the 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 problem at the moment is which is are the certain criterias well 
first you had that corporate social responsibility. Now you have that environmental and social governance, ESG, becomes more and more a relevant topic. And that's really good. And But what are really the de defined criterias? So if we have, and then we have a special role as a platform to make it transparent. Platform is, I think, one of the main things is to make it transparent for everybody. So then I can choose the suppliers in a way that I say I have a good feeling because they um, behave in an ESG-conform way. And, of course, you need the information. You need the relevant product data. You have to motivate the supply side to, leave the, uh, to, to deliver the relevant product data and also for the company to make trans transparency about how they act in the market. So, and, um, yeah, that, that's really... Uh, yeah, well, I think for the next month, we, we, we really do a lot of effort to, to go in that way. Um, it's a way to go. So, so, so you, when we had this, when we had also our, when we also had our conversation before the podcast to, you also mentioned that, yes, that you implemented those filters and labels and give the buyers the choice to pick those products and buy those products which are having a, whatever a more sustainable supply chain or reduced packaging and whatever. But you mentioned also that currently that the buyers not always use those kind of filters and those things so that the, that the numbers of products, let's say sustainable yeah. products purchased is still very, very low. So is this true that uh, you, we need to convince more of those buyers especially in a B2B environment, to look for sustainable products. So it's not really a high priority for them. So it's still more that low costs and high quality is higher a higher priority than sustainability for them. Um, in fact, I believe it. Uh, I'm sorry, but in fact, I believe that's the main thing at the moment. And the others, yes, they want. They want the lowest price, but with sustainable products. And... Um, They, they more and more do. We have one larger customer, he, he, he said to us, at, at the end of 2000, I think it was 2020, I do not want to have any delivery with plastic. Is that really better? Is it better to get um, uh, a packaged item with plastic, which goes directly from the manufacturer to the customer? Oh, it goes through the whole logistic hubs via Germany without plastic, but thousand kilometers more to the customer. So this is, I really, the life cycle assessment is a really, really complex thing, I think. So what we can do as a platform is to make it as transparent as we can. And this is what we need good for. on product side, we on product level. We need a good information, which is not that easy. To get from, I think there are a lot, a lot of products and more and more come into the market, which are sustainable. But, well, as we can see what comes on, on the larger private marketplaces from Far East, um, I don't really believe that they really do care about on, on the product level, maybe. And, um, but this is at the, as a platform, we see, we, we have to make it transparent. We see there are coming more and more products and the customer, Well, they, they, they purchase this, uh, they, they, well, they, they try, try to, of course, yeah. Um, then you, you have to make that, they, um, that they can find them. And, but also that, that ESG is, it's not only a product thing. It's, it's how does the supplier act or the company acts actually, yeah. Or is the whole behavior of the company? Is it an, an environmental and, 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 and social? The social thing also, um, is a really important thing. And, This is difficult to make it transparent. You need the information from the companies, and but also the criteria, and they are not really clear. How do you um, actually maybe use the data layer, uh, or do you use the data layer of your platform to make this all these uh, quite uh, different types of informations? Because you mentioned uh, different uh, ways of measuring sustainability. How you know? Can you make this more digestible, understandable from the for the the buyer, uh, or is that still too uh, far away? Well, I, 
thing not too far away. We work on this. We we but it's just in, in process to find out what is the right thing. What does really the customer side wants? What really can the supply side deliver? And then to bring it together. And this is well, yeah, maybe it's just um, um, yeah evaluation at the moment. I think it's not tackle technically that complex. It's more motivation on the supply side to bring the data and and then the customer that they really use this to make to bring them in the use they really click on i only want suppliers who are an um, esg ready or whatever then you need to criteria of course all other suppliers and also in the network they have to sign a code of conduct yeah so it's um Yes, yes, this is what we do. I think not the other platforms don't, but um, that's just the beginning. And, yeah. and what, what, what I also think is, on the one hand side, you talk about transparency. So you can give as much as possible transparency about the products itself, et cetera, to the customers and, and, and enable them to make the right choice. On the other side, we also, when we talk about platforms in the economy, we talk about responsibility of those platforms. So for example, what is the responsibility of Facebook, of uh, what kind of information they display, et cetera. So do you see also something similar for you as Mercateo to say, we as Mercateo, with our strong position in the market, we have also a responsibility or we see a responsibility for ourselves to drive this sustainability movement and maybe to say, we want to ensure that I, maybe half of the portfolio of products we have listed in our marketplace will be sustainable products until yeah. 2025 is, or well, what I, I something I, like that. Yeah, this, it, sounds, it sounds good. I think the reality is different because we as a platform cannot really decide, is there a product worldwide in the market? Yeah, like, like a hammer, yeah, just a hammer who is more sustainable than the other one. So we cannot decide it. There must be different, like, like a label like Blauer Engel. If there is, then we say, okay, we maybe highlight um, the Blauer Engel ham hammer, but we cannot, we on our own, on our platform cannot decide which is more sustainable than the other one. Is, is the wood for, for, for um, the hammer, Your hand is it has it an FSC certificate? Is it has it more value for the customer than the Blauer Engel? So we can only make it transparent. And okay, what what we should do and what we will do is to make it not only transparent but to bring it to the market, of course, to motivate the supply side to deliver this and say, okay, the customer wants this because we we have it not on 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 you. You don't need five clicks to get to sustainable products. Yeah, to 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 make it transparent in a prominent way, so that you can say the first choice should be. Yeah, this is what we then have to think about. This means that you really want to combine this transparency and the neutrality of your neutrality of your platform. Those things you want to become, or you will stay as a neutral platform in the market. So the only way to 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 stay neutral means to increase transparency and give the, the, the customers the choice. Yeah, give the customer the choice. And of course, um, it's a topic, yeah? We can say, okay, we, we evaluate in two years. Yeah, we start to evaluate it now. And even though there is not, not the whole market wants, wants that, it's now it's a few customers, but we know it becomes more. But it, was easy, it could be easy for us to say, well, okay, we deal with it next year or the in two years so this is why we focus it right now but it's not really easy because what we cannot do as i said before is to say which is the most sustainable product which is the most sustainable supplier yeah because the market is if if you say you have that esg as environmental and social governance it's it's whoa it's a wide topic it's not what you concrete say You have to do this, and you have five criterias. And, and if, if you have the five, fine with five criterias, it's a better supplies with those four criterias. They are not clear at the moment. Yeah? So you have some also certifications, and this is what we can from the beginning make transparent. And um, yeah, and then that's, yeah, well, that's a challenge, of course, for, for, for I think probably next one or two years. And then motivate, of course, uh, more motivation on the supply side. 
and to, and then to generate the right pressure from the market side. And this is what I mean, make it transparent, not only on five clicks to use on, on the platform. And we say, we have it. <laughs> if you want, you have it. You cannot find it, but we have it. Um, to, to make it, of course, uh, transparent right from the beginning to, to the market. Yeah. I think what uh, I'm hearing also is... Uh, um, that because there are so many stakeholders and that you, uh, you know, to make this successful, you need to make sure that all the stakeholders are happy and, and finding value. And then you need to orchestrate those connections and those behaviors. Uh, it seems that the only way to go is really not to have a, you know, a fixed image and a fixed roadmap, but rather, you know, a goal maybe, uh, but, you iterate and you test things and you adjust a little bit more. And you, uh, this is what I'm hearing from the beginning of your story now on the sustainability, top, uh, sustainability topic also. Um, you know, it's a more of a, you know, testing and, and, and trying to see how the all parties uh, react to the little adjustments that you make until you find the right one. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think this is what you, in our business, what you have to do. Because innovation it, it comes not from us, the customers, um, and then act like the customer wants. I think then we're probably back in the holes. But um, we say, I, I don't need a roof above my head. Yeah. So, um, or if you see that, that roller skates and roller blades, if you have the roller skates um, uh, and, and if you came to the market and said, well, do you want roller blades with the four in, in, in one row? Everybody said, are you crazy? So innovation, I think, is in um, you have to try and find out. And um, also with the platform business, some things are, are quite clear and you have, uh, especially B2B, it, it just needs time and you strong believe, of course, in, in, in what you do. And, but in that, um, well, we, 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 it, it's not the main focus. It's a focus, of course, it's sustainability. And um, we want to come to this quite early. But if you do something, the market from the customer side, and you see on the product level, there are more and more sustainable products. But the the whole behavior of the economy in this direction, it's, it's, it's just a long way. And we can, yeah, we can try to do our part to, to make it maybe faster. And I think transparency is one of the main things. And also probably act ourselves more and more in that way, of course, as a company too. And um, yeah, I still believe transparency is one of the main thing. And then motivation, of course. And um, yeah, maybe to push you say, well, the highlighted um, 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 suppliers are, are on, on the first page or the other one we have really to, to, do, to look for. Um, and you're, you're you're right about innovation, and here you're innovating on the business model uh, rather than uh, on the product like um, you were illustrating with the rollerblades. Um, yes. And I think on those platform business models, it's really a, 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 a business model disruption or innovation in the in the model. And uh, I think that's why uh, you know um, platforms have to go through this kind of testing yeah. and. Um, and the neutrality and trust uh, position, uh, I think, is really fundamental. Also, when you look yes. at other platforms, like old platforms, if I can say it like that, those who have been on the market uh, uh, that we know, uh, uh, you know, like uh, more on B2C markets, um, I think they discovered afterwards that trust was... Uh, a core element and they're trying to back engineer it into the model. Uh, whereas it seems that you've, you know, understood this and you're kind of uh, uh, really building on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think B2B trust comes first. <laughs> um, so this is how, how did we did act really the part the, I, I'm within Makatea for 20 years and right from the beginning, trust was always, I, I can really stand for that, that we had really a trustful uh, um, relationship all, on both sides, on, on, on the customer side and also supply side. And on so supply side, maybe it's not that usual. <laughs> I, think that, I think this is a very good um, kind of a final statement. So um, I think we, we went through a, a, 
an amazing story here. And he talked about chicken and egg problem, how you solved it at the beginning of your journey. Um, you talked about uh, Mercateo Unite as a plug and play infrastructure and how it enables also this network effects, cross-site network effects that you also see that the sellers attracting buyers and the buyers attracting the sellers. So it's really good. And at the end, um, also about trust as a still as a also for B2B marketplaces or B2B platforms is uh, is still the the most important thing to build up a sustainable business. And you'd also talked about uh, sustainability and what you do to ensure that the customers really have the right choice for the sustainable products. Um, so it was a really a, an amazing um, conversation with you. Um, maybe as a kind of a closing question to you, um, you are one of the CEOs of this group and you are a business leader and executive. How would you, what would be, what would be your advice to other of those executives and business leaders? Um, um, how could they successfully transform their business into a more sustainable, profitable business or maybe a platform business? Yes, what, what I really clearly see is when uh, what we see in the market on, okay, I have more view in the, in the supply side, of course, but sometimes also to the customer side and, uh, uh, of course, listen to our sales team is that, well, platform business is the future. This is not only because we do this, we believe in this, so we must say that. That's, that's quite clear. But what I see is that on both sides of the market, a lot of companies do not have a clear platform strategy. They use it in some way, but not with a strategy. Well, yeah, I try Amazon business. I maybe try eBay. Um, well, I try Macateo or Unite, but not with a clear strategy. And that's the key point. What they need is, and this is really difficult to, 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 to tell also the, the medium-sized companies, yeah? on both sides, supplier and customer, um, to say you need a strategy, you need persons who help you. If you if you don't have it within your company, which is quite complex to get the right people, um, not to Berlin maybe, not to Cologne, maybe not to Leipzig, but wherever you are seated, it's not easy to get the right people, then maybe consultancy is a nice thing yeah, to, to find your strategy. I think the strategy is one of the key points that a lot of companies have no strategy. And this is fine maybe for the moment, uh, before Corona, of course, there was everything was fine. Uh, the the uh, economy raises, everybody was lucky. So uh, you, you don't see that there's something missing really. But I think now it becomes really clear that they and that they will, will de de define and find their strategy. I think that's one of the key points for the market. Yeah, this is... Uh Absolutely. Something we can uh, underline here. This is also what we see when we talk to our customers that um, the clear platform strategy is missing and it becomes more visible and more clear right now when the pressure through the supply chain changes of, uh, of um, based on COVID-19, etc. are more, yeah, more visible. And most of them need help. They need external help. And this is maybe some do not accept this, but, but they really will um, need this. Yeah, Lars. Thank you very, very much to join yeah. our conversation here. Thank and, you so um, much. Give us yeah, so many insights about your business. And yeah, we wish you uh, further luck with your uh, and, and success, of course, with your platform. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next conversation in the next Thank years. You, Thank you very, very much. It was very rich, very interesting. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.